Hey y'all, and welcome to the Sex Life Bruins. I'm Phoebe. I'm a news reporter and podcast contributor for the Daily Bruin. This series explores how sex and relationships in college impact our growth and our understanding of self. We talk to a whole host of Bruins on different issues, but most importantly, we're trying to understand how we can better advocate for ourselves, especially as it relates to safe sex, consent, and communication. Today I'm with my friends Jaden and Wendell, and we talk about dating apps, being queer at UCLA, and most importantly, knowing what you want before entering a relationship. Hope you enjoy. I feel like sex and relationships, they've come to a point where it's like two distinct things. We, It's like, oh, it's either just like sex or it's either a relationship. Like, I think before when we were younger, I thought of like, okay, with the relationship comes sex, but now it's like, I feel I like relationship like, comes after sex now. Right. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Like there are two different things now. Is that how you viewed it in high school as well? Or did it take coming to college to realize that? Coming to college. Yeah. I don't know. Like, why do you think that's a thing? Is that like a generational thing? Has it always been like that? Oh, no, that's definitely a generational thing. I feel like because like our generation, we don't really treasure premarital sex as much. I mean, like... Mm-hmm postmarital sex because mm. not that it's like a big thing like who cares if you're having you're saving your sex like and then who cares if you're not if you're having sex premarital or postmarital like yeah it doesn't matter we don't need to bash people right yeah, yeah so i i think that's a good point there's like a revolution in like like sex liberation or whatever mm. i also um, feel like we're more free-willed like yeah just like okay like let's just make our own decisions like f it like we're just gonna do it because we want to and like yeah it makes us happy like it makes us feel pleasure. Like, this mm-hmm. is something that satisfies me. I'm just going to do it. I don't care about, like, societal, like, norms. And, but then that leads into the focus of, like, okay, that's been made a societal norm, like, sex before a relationship. Also something that is, like, interesting with the de-stigma part of sex is the increase of dating apps and the way that people meet each other nowadays to have sex. Like, our parents didn't have, like, Tinder or I whatever. Feel like that comes with, like, the fact that the internet became a thing a lot of people want to bash dating apps they want to be like oh like why are you you met your boyfriend on dating app like there's that stigma (laughs) but it's like okay but like the internet like came alive during our generation like you Mm -hmm. know what else are we supposed to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are your guys's takes on dating apps i think as it's good (laughs) what's so funny no definitely (laughs) it definitely is i think it's good i think it's good like to meet new people and to like explore your options i feel like Dating apps allow you to find out what you like, what you dislike in terms of what you want in a relationship and what you like in terms of sex. But I feel like some people have grown over-reliant on dating apps to find that validation, to find like um, someone else, like a partner. Dating apps, like there's also that stigma between which dating apps you use, that culture between which dating app you're using. Obviously, if you're using Grindr, like there's that stigma of like, okay, you're looking for sex. But if you're using Hinge, like, oh, you want more of a relationship. That has like its cons and its pros. Right, exactly. And I feel like with like dating apps, there's obviously the bigger con of like sex traffickers Mm. and like meeting dangerous people who are on there to like Mm. promote pedophilia. And like that kind of stuff. So like you definitely have to be safe and you can't just like jump the gun and just meet right. random people you want to meet. What dating apps have you been on and which ones do you enjoy the most? <laughs> which ones like what are your I mean, you, Jamie, you already talked about like 
the distinction between hinge and grinder which i think is really important and like a lot of people that aren't in our generation don't really understand and it's also something that totally impacts the people you're looking for mm. what you want yeah. the sex you have etc etc I'm on, <laughs> I I was on Tinder and Hinge what? until I like deleted it, obviously, mm. um, or like not obviously, I deleted it just because I, I realized that it was not giving me what I needed, mm. um, And but I'm on Grindr. I've been on, I've been on Grindr, Hinge, and Tinder. I've been on Bumble. Consider Yubo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yellow too. app the <laughs> yellow app where people live stream constantly <laughs> but that was just like a way for little like it's like teenagers, teenagers. yeah yes, bro, I but that, i feel like that was just a way for them to up their follower count right like, they didn't really oh, care for dating they just cared for like fair. social media Persons. image so i yeah so I, I guess it's not considered a dating app well what's mm-hmm. also interesting is like I've never been like fully catfished, but there is a distinction between how someone presents himself online oh, def. and then offline and then you meet up with them and you're like, okay, this is not the person I was expecting. Mm-hmm. In the real world, you you get that impression very quickly. And then what's also interesting to me is that when you like meet someone off of Hinge, it you meet them under the pretense that both of you are attracted mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. and you could potentially mm-hmm. have sex. Whereas when you meet someone naturally, that's that's never how it works. So it feels like is this is this even natural? I feel like natural comes as a construct. Then it's like, what do you consider natural? Like I feel like if you're gonna consider whatever's unnatural that has that negative connotation, like like back what I said, like there's that stigma with dating apps because people mm. are like, why don't you meet someone more natural? It's mm. like, why do you want to make that two distinctions? Why does mm. one have to be lesser than the other? Mm-hmm. and it's also like where do you meet people anymore that's not where online. do you meet people like especially with covid too yeah you know? for me personally i don't really like yeah where do you meet people like you go in the grocery store like are you hitting on someone then that becomes right. weird <laughs> you know no, it's like right i'm in like right. a public space i'm trying to like do my own daily activities and like you're hitting on me you know right so like people want to like have that negative view on that so i feel like the only place you really can meet people is like clubs or like parties oh, or, or yeah, social yeah. gatherings. Yes, yes. You know, but that comes with COVID. It's like, That's are you putting yourself out there? Like, are you or are you being careful? And I also feel like COVID has made people more antisocial Definitely. and less willing to branch out. I know it has for me. Like, I'm, I, if I go to a party, I'm never going to like, Someone. right like that's really really hard for me i also think it's different for wendell and i too um because we're both gay uh, i think it's hard to determine like who's straight, straight who's, who's gay. gay so it's that added factor of like in okay, person especially do, in person especially do we want to like that's why i think a lot of gay men or like people part of go the, on the dating community apps. go on dating apps because mm. there's that definitive like okay like i know that they're interested Security. in men and like rather than like when we're at like a party or something, we're like, oh my god, that guy's kind of cute, or like that guy's kind of mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Like, should I approach them? And then that there's that act. You approach like, them, they're, they're like, straight. No, they like, get offended. They either get offended really? or like, and then, <laughs> and then there's that potential for getting hate crime. Right, yeah, like for it's sure. that it's that danger aspect yeah. of it all too. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like what Wendell was saying in terms of making natural a construct we've come to the point where we think natural is like in person but the internet is like growing in our time and age and we're, we're so i feel like both using, is natural then yeah we're using it to our advantage yeah but then i also agree with you phoebe in terms of like we don't know who this person is online the presence of someone online is altered based on what they want to like showcase how they're portraying exactly themselves. yeah so i don't know there's a that i'm on the fence on that i will i really like natural. that you brought up the idea that in in social settings 
for a lot of queer people, it is really hard to just like tell whether someone else is queer, like whether they're flirting with you, like testing the or waters just being nice. or just being nice. I, I do really understand and empathize with the idea that being on Hinge or Tinder or Bumble and, oh, I only want to see girls. I only want to see guys gives that security and mm. matching with people that already view you as attractive under that pretense of like, yeah. like, oh, we're both gay. That's why I feel like it's it's so important that if you do meet someone online, you meet as soon as you can. Mm. Obviously, make confirming that they are a catfish because mm-hmm. then you're just prolonging you guys talking online then you're like making that like version of them in your head and like you said phoebe like when you meet them they're totally someone different <laughs> then you just like wasted your time yeah and then, like that you know? attachment too yeah but what also sucks is like i think you always for me at least i've just i view dating and meeting people as just like learning lessons every time definitely and so you just have to keep putting yourself out there definitely but it also means that it's like so trial and error and every definitely. time you meet someone it's like usually like not awesome <laughs> yeah that's all we can say most of my friends at ucla are on dating apps or mm-hmm. have been on dating apps do you all relate to that statement mm-hmm. yeah it's easy to find people at ucla on dating apps yeah do you think there is a stigma around dating apps at ucla mm-hmm. no i feel like if people are on it they're on it right I, right i think it's the norm now yeah the only like shitty thing is just seeing someone that you uh, yeah. you're just like <laughs> you go to the discussion hey i saw you on hinge you're like, oh. okay let's pivot you guys talked about how you were gay and how being gay means that dating apps <laughs> stop <laughs> about like some of the benefits of dating apps <laughs> as it relates to your identity i yeah. kind of want to explore <laughs> like the specific culture that you experience as gay men at UCLA, maybe versus mm. like a straight person's experience yeah. as it relates to both sex and dating. Oh, do you know where to start? Absolutely. Okay, go. We can start with the fact that we have two parts of our identity, being gay and Asian. Mm-hmm. So let's combine those two terms, mm-hmm. being the Gaysian community. Gaysian. And yeah. I feel like the Gaysian community, especially in California, is very small. Mm-hmm. A lot of Gaysians are on these dating apps, Hinge, mm. Tinder, and Grindr. Grindr? Everyone knows each other. Everyone mm. follows each other on Instagram. Everyone follows each other on TikTok. You know, right. uh, everyone has failed talking stages with each other. <laughs> and so everyone it's has like up with each other. And it's like when you meet someone, a new, say I meet a new Gaijin and I look at their Instagram and they're followed by, I don't know, 10 other Gaijins I know. Mm. So I feel like the Gaijin hookup and relationship pool is very small. And even smaller at UCLA. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows each other. Everyone knows what they've done with each other, what they haven't done with each other. Yeah, I think one of the most interesting features that you described is the, like, tight-knit portion or how there's mm. so there's so few people in the community that, like, everyone knows everything. How do you think that's impacted your pursuit of sex and relationships? Has it made you more... I feel like it discouraged me. Yeah. It's like... Mm. Oh my gosh, like, am I just going to meet, like, another one of you guys? Like, am I going to meet another version of this? You know? I personally, like, I feel like that UCLA community and then the smaller, tight-knit gay community at UCLA. Mm -hmm. But within the gay community, there's so many, like, different portions. Mm -hmm. Like, there is that Gaijin area, but then there's also that people who, like, there's just different groups of gay people that are gravitated towards each other so i feel like they kind of just partake in their own little world of sex and relationships within those little circles for me it's low-key hard to find like 
queer people outside of dating apps. And I know you guys Same. already talked about that, but I feel like yeah. there's so many. There, like, I feel like UCLA is the perfect place to be queer. part of the queer community. Exactly. Because there are so many of us, one, and everyone here is um, relatively accepting of, yeah. like, who we are and, like, mm-hmm. who we want to express ourselves as. Yeah. And I feel like no one's really here to judge. But I'm really thankful for that. Honestly. I'm also very, very thankful. But, like, like I said, we're really scattered around, like, every p- p- part of campus. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the only way to meet another gay person or like someone part of the queer community is through a dating app I know. or like through a club that's <laughs> dedicated for right um, queer identity. right 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 identity. yeah 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 <clears throat> um let's shift to like hookup culture you can be mm. as broad or personal as you want to in terms of your personal stance for it or like your friends but i'm curious how have your views on hookup culture changed since you've been in college for like over a year I personally feel like hookup culture is kind of fun. Low-key. Like, no, like, it definitely is. I feel like it's fun to explore if you're safe. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun to explore what you what you like. I also, like, am in that stage of, like, wanting to explore other people and, like, mm-hmm. meeting new people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like hookup culture is fun for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's that added, like, okay, well, maybe, like, I should be in a relationship. Like, maybe this is fun. But, like, mm. you know, like numbers getting high maybe <laughs> yeah. it should slow down virginity's a construct virginity's a construct but also like second virgin just kidding i personally feel like everyone has come to the point where hookup culture is like normal mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and like i feel like we also have that thing of like okay we have to go through a hookup stage before we go through a relationship I feel like we've talked about that one, though. Yes. I feel like that's so important. I feel like that's very prominent in the gay community, though. Agreed. The hookup before... Relationship, relationship. only f- the fact that you don't really get any romantic opportunities in high school, in high school or before. Mm. Right. So then when you get that freedom of being on eight, being 18, a lot of, like, gay members or queer members, they jump into apps such as Grindr, mm-hmm. and they explore their sexual identity and doing all that. And then... And then they realize, okay, maybe I do want to get into a relationship. And then that goes back into the fact that, like Phoebe said, like with hookup culture comes that risk of an individual not feeling anything for sex anymore. It's probably like a hill. Like Mm, I'm starting to reach that plateau of like, okay, like this is enough. Like I've explored enough. Yeah, well, I feel like that's so emblematic (laughs) of maybe not the college experience, but like sexually active individuals in college mm. go through periods of like exploring, explore, explore, then pull back, delete the dating app. But that's so important. Back. That's it so is. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how are you not going to know what you like, what you don't like? Yeah. You know, because then like what? You're going to get married. You're going to have like your 60 years old and you realize, oh, I'm not attracted to the person I'm married actually because I didn't mm. explore myself in college mm. or I didn't explore myself <laughs> in my 20s. doesn't have to necessarily be in college. Right. But like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Something I also wanted to talk about is like, Jaden, you were talking about this. How can we engage in hookup culture safely and in a way that like honors and respects our own selves? I feel like if we want to engage in safe sex, obviously it's like that, like safe sex, getting tested, wearing a condom if you want, or if you need. Yeah. You um, should. Not you, if should. You, want. you should wear a condom, but if you're trying to get pregnant, obviously not. <laughs> um, but also I feel like 
with like <laughs> you should talk to the person before mm. consent is so important consent obviously like communication consent, during um, before yeah. after yeah. sex right. is so important prize prize that acronym i forgot what it's called maybe we can move on to like dating because i think we covered sex a lot <laughs> we talk about sex a lot sex 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 so I want to open up the the dating convo with something that my therapist told me this morning. Mm, okay, <laughs> this morning. Yeah, this morning, eight thirty a.m. She was talking about how people our age treat communication as like cringe mm. or uh, setting boundaries, mm. communicating feelings for one another, all of that as like something that shouldn't happen because you're like playing your hand, and it relates to the expectation that it's like sex before dating. And the idea that, like, being in a monogamous exclusive relationship in itself is, like, cringe or not cool. Do you Mm. guys relate to that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? When you were saying that question, I was... The thing that came into my head is the fact that people want to play this hard-to-get game of not communicating. They want to be like, okay, I'm not going to show I'm not that interested yet. Mm. Let's prolong this thing. You know, like, I'll go talk to other people. Let's see if they really can prove my worth. But for me, it's like... It's like, why? You know, what are you going to get out of that? Yeah. Like, why don't you just be straight up? Oh, I have feelings for you. Like, you know, if you want to show affection, just straight up show it. It's like, it's not cringe anymore. Only the fact, only because of the fact that if I don't show it, then I'm just wasting my time. Yeah. You know, like if, I, if I'm not going to tell you that I like you right away, like I'm wasting my time, like continuing to talk to you. Yeah. Something that's so common, and I don't know if you all relate to this, is this girl gets led on for months, guy takes her out on dates, treats her like they're dating, has sex with her, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, I don't want friends. Yeah. Or I wasn't ready for a relationship. And that's such a big problem with situationships. It's like, how are you going to say all this stuff, do all this stuff with me? And then out of the blue, you're like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. That's why I think it's so important. That people need to realize what they want before mm. they put themselves out there, mm. whether that be on dating apps, actively looking for romantic relations in person, finding out, okay, am I mentally ready to support someone else? Because you need to be mentally ready to support yourself first. Mm. And so when people do, people aren't in those situationships, they think they're ready because, oh my gosh, this person loves me. I think I can love them back. And then as time goes on, you're just like, oh, I'm not ready. You just wasted my time. But then... Like you said, I feel like it could be a learning lesson, but at the same time, it's like, especially when you like someone, it's a waste of time. Is that hard to call it a learning lesson? Yeah, Yeah, it it, it hurts. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How do you define situationships, though? Yeah. Actually, that's a great question. I, and then I want to hear how you guys define it. I define situationship as like you, two people are talking, they've hung out in a way that is more than friends, Mm. but there's no label to it. So what, what's the difference between a talking stage and a situationship? I feel like with situationships, then it comes with that uneasy feeling with the fact like, okay, this is going for a long time. How come right. we haven't made this exclusive yet? Mm. Um, you're giving, there are some mixed signals. Do you th- There's that up and down. Where do I feel like talking yeah. stage, it's progressively up. Right. Like the situationship Whoa, is used for a Like definitely. Like, like, so talking stage and then situationship when no progress has been made. Yeah, well, yeah. I think of situation is like you don't want to put a label on it. There's a reason you why you're exactly. There's a reason exactly. why you're labeling it as a situationship is because you don't want to label it as a relationship, and you're there for that like added sense of warmth and added sense of like okay, someone wants me, like someone like I. But I'm wanted, still seeing other also, people, right? Like I'm not tied down to you. Whereas the talking stage is like okay, 
I talking to you yeah. exclusively. Yeah. And so like I, I expect this to lead somewhere Progress. else. Yeah. But if there's something that like comes up all of a sudden, like we were never in a situation ship. We were never in a relationship. Like this can be just, it just like, ended. Right. But with a situation ship, you know it's not gonna get anywhere. So something that marks a situation ship is the assumption that A, it's not exclusive, and B, there's no progression, mm-hmm. such as the talking stage. Yeah. So under exactly. uh, under that right. definition. Are situationships, is there any way situationships can be, like, beneficial or good? Because they just sound really mm. negative to me. Uh, well, in that sense, it does sound negative, but also it, it can't... <laughs> <laughs> no, these are the worst things alive! What? No, what? no, but... Three no, month yeah. relationships have destroyed my mental health. <laughs> Absolutely. We're <laughs> always three months, too. Always. always three months. Through talking stages, you can learn, but with situationships, I don't know if, like, I've never been, but can you learn? I feel like you can learn with situationships. Like I said, like that roller coaster up and high. Oh, like maybe do you want to get a relationship? But then immediately, like it goes back down and then goes back up. Right. Yeah. Well, something I feel like marks uh, a situationship is the lack of communication that set the terms. Because it's like... Yeah. And yeah. also, is there yeah. is there a medium space where you're not fully dating, but you're like more than friends and past the talking stage? And like, what is that space? No. There definitely should not be that space because if you're like past the talking stage, let's make this exclusive. Let's make this right. official. Because then what is this? Mm. Why is there that? I personally yeah. feel like that's like, again, wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And you're just leading, leaving more room for confusion and more mm-hmm. possibility mm-hmm. of hurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think we've established that communication is really important. What does that look like practically? And how do we like encourage ourselves and others to a identify what they want and b communicate that to someone else and be unapologetic about it i feel like with like dating apps it's important like as soon as you're talking you ask each other oh what are you looking for on here Mm. because there is that ambiguity with some apps especially tinder tinder i feel like comes with people who are looking for hookups or people who are looking for relationships but whether you're on hinge tinder or Grinder, it's important that you ask each other, what are you looking for? Only because you set that boundary, you set that common ground of oh, where so everyone true. is, and yeah. you leave no confusion, no possibility of hurt on either party. Right. So but, right away, you need to ask. But like, isn't there that stigma of like asking too? No, no for sure. Yeah, but there then that goes, be, there shouldn't be, yeah. because then like if you don't ask, like, then you're, it turns you're into a situation ship and yeah, and then it just turns into like yeah. wasting my time. True. Yeah. People just need to work on their communication skills. I know. And well, communication is treated as, yeah, like we said, it's treated as cringe, but it's a form of vulnerability that comes from personal security. Yeah. And so for me, the biggest thing has been continuing to become more secure in myself means mm. I can be vulnerable. And if they aren't cool with me just being like, here's what I want, if that's incompatible, then I'm totally cool with being alone. Yeah. We don't, yeah. We don't need each other. Exactly. Like, we're not, it's not going to work out. So you might as well just communicate that earlier. Yeah. But that's so much easier said than done. Cause they're like, it's so much easier. It's because some people, <laughs> no, they because... don't want to do that because they're, oh, I'm attracted to you. You're hot. I just want to have sex with you. Let me not communicate any of that. Let me just keep you in my belt. You know, no, like, it's selfish. But it's no, selfish. Wait, but I also feel like some people don't want to ask because I feel like it's kind of weird. Like, Why is it weird? Of, like I'm I, asking you. I just think it's awkward to ask like, Hey, what do you want? And then they they respond with something that you don't want. 
Well, isn't it then, important then to you, know? Then you don't know, then you move on. Like Right, but what if it's a really hot person? <laughs> That's what I just... Did, you, did I not just say that? It's selfish. It's selfish. It's so selfish. <laughs> it's selfish because it, it means that you're taking advantage of them. Right. Without... And it's like abusing their feelings because there's oh, always a right. mismatch. Someone's always gonna want something more. Right? Yeah, you forgot feelings exist. I right. did. Sorry, no. I don't yeah. have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next is friends with benefits. Oh, oh. what are your guys' you thoughts? Can... I I've never had a friends with benefits. Yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> you oh, just I have feel general like... takes. <laughs> I feel like friends with benefits lead to relationships. Like mo- they lead to heartbreak. That's why it's <laughs> nah. Really, really, I feel like friends with benefits, benefits are for the strongest warriors. That's all I'm right. gonna say. Right? No, you can't be right. a weakling getting yourself into a friends no, with benefits. Yeah, absolutely. I right. haven't. I haven't surmised one friends with benefits that has worked well. Surmise is the wrong word, but I haven't encountered one I friends have. with benefits that's worked well. I feel like it's important for friends with benefits that you only find them physically attractive. That's mm. it. And that you wouldn't want to be seen out dating with them. Okay, so what's the difference with... Oh, okay. Oh, wait, that, I guess that would be like a sneaky link. Are sneaky right. link and friends with benefits interchangeable? No. Sneaky link means you're kind of like hiding them. Yeah. Like oh, sneaky yeah, link like, fair. okay, we're only going to have sex, but friends with benefits is like... I perceive friends with benefits as like, okay, it's You're a little outwardly more. friends. Like, we're, we're friends, but we're also like, oh my god, we're having a little fun outside. Oh, yeah. And everyone knows or no? Does everyone out. know never, you guys are friends with benefits? Never how or no? it works out. I think people know. Oh, okay. No, people are meant to know. Well, actually, and sneaky links can also be randos that you met, like, right. online. Whereas friends with benefits is like, we're friends, but mm. we have sex. Right. And everyone really knows hard. you have sex? Yeah, probably. Wait, but also friends with benefits is all, like, it's also people you've never known before. Yeah, I like you become like friends with benefits are people like who you meet somewhere either online or like at a party, and then you're like you hook up, you hook up, and you're like okay, maybe we can just keep continuing going. hooking up, right? But I agree. also, I what I've realized is friends with benefits don't really talk outside of that benefit. Yeah, they're always and just like, like, it's not really, it's not really, and it's friends, superficial yeah. conversations. You don't get it's, to know yeah. each other, right? You don't get to Unless know each other. Unless it's about lame <laughs> Well, it's fully for the purpose of sex. That, that's a great point. Yeah, like, friends with benefits that's is just what a term. Yeah. It's not like you're actually friends. You just right. have sex. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. It's so just then, a term. So then yeah, there's yeah, that yeah, distinction yeah. between situationship, friends with benefits, sneaky link relationship. So there's all, yeah. they're not interchangeable at all. And I feel like yeah. some people do use it interchangeably. And I feel like no, it's not. The only thing that can be interchangeable is sneaky links and hookups. Right. I think through this whole episode, we've distinguished, like, so many terms, like, Friends with benefits, sneaky links, um, uh, situationships, situationships, talking stage, <laughs> talking stage, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, no, I think we've covered a lot Gaysians. of Gaysians. Yeah, the Gaysian community. <laughs> they better not listen to this. All right. Right. They probably won't. Never know. Because like 13 people listen to this. Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> Hi. 15 now. Hi, mom. 15. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. I don't have sex. No, no, no. <laughs> mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> mom, if you hear this, you did. <laughs> so then maybe as a concluding question, out of like everything we've talked about, why is it important developmentally to like try and experiment with these things in college? for the long run it benefits you as a person you know i think i mean i went through this and i i feel like without going to the talking stage and then without going to the hookup stage of like okay this is what i want sexually and i feel like that's also Mm. really important 
And I feel like, obviously you're not gonna get into a relationship for the sex, maybe you are, but like, I feel like these are all learning curves that you need for yourself, but also for your partner. Mm, like this mm-hmm. is why you need to explore in college. This is why you need to like learn what you like, be open to like awkward things and awkward situations yeah. because with this comes learning and with this comes better idea of what you want. Yeah, and, and, and a stronger like, yeah. sense of self. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's why it exactly. extends into that. Like it doesn't have to extend into like oh, partner and yeah. romantic relations. I feel like for me where like I've encountered like a quite a few failed talking stages and situationships that like the learning lessons are not just applied to romantic relations they're applied to me and how i connect with like regular people Mm. like Mm. oh okay i learned to communicate better Mm -hmm. i learned to just be straight up about what i want not waste people's times um consider other people's feelings Mm -hmm. and i feel Mm -hmm. like that's very important yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i i fully agree i think i've developed a stronger sense of self yeah i feel like i'm i i I just feel like i I like what you're saying about (laughs) <laughs> about how it's impacted your relationship with just like non-romantic people just like everyone mm. it's just learning those people's skills that are invaluable and yeah. if you hold yourself back out of fear of embarrassment or mm. getting hurt it's like no you need to be vulnerable like this needs to happen and this is the best time to yeah. do it. yeah the sex lives of bruins is brought to you by the daily bruin ucla student newspaper You can listen to the show and others by The Daily Bruin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And the transcript for this show is available at dailybruin.com. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.